Why don't you take your lively chubby ass and get the fuck off my car? I'm starting to get scared. I'm starting to get scared. Welcome back, Stephen Destroy, podcast we love to do. Steven Seagal, so you don't have to. I'm James. I'm Dylan. This week we're talking Into the Sun, 2005's action uh, opus by Christopher Morrison, also known as Mink. That's his uh, alias. He goes by Mink. Uh, Dylan, how'd you like the energy I brought to that new intro? Dude, I loved it. That's the kind yeah. of energy that Stephen Destroy needs these days. I know. I'm trying to pump a little life into it. Uh, give, it give it a little injection of spunk. I'd say that... Give Stephen Destroy <laughs> a little hot spunk injection. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah this, the, um, Steven's, Steven Seagal's hot spunk injection. Um, <laughs> yeah, our new award-winning segment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I think I think that in that little intro right there, I think you brought more energy than Steven Seagal has to a movie in uh, 17 or 18 years. So be proud of yourself, man. Do you mean from today? Um, yeah, let's say since today. Well, you know okay. what? I guess it's even longer, right? <laughs> it's it been much longer. be about 27 years. Uh, okay. And so that's what, like 92, 93? He might have been kind of trying back then. You might have put a little effort in back then. I don't. I don't know. Uh, into the sun. Last week we got a little. We, we got a little sidetracked. Uh, we caved. <laughs> we let the. Uh, I don't know what you'd call it. The uh, the over steverachin get to us. We've been over steved, and we did a little bit of Hubie Halloween talk. Yeah, a but I I, uh, I promised our audience at the end of the last week. That we're going to be doing all into the sun all the time this week. And uh, before we do that, I'm not going to say that this is a visit from Steven's Forum friends. Um, actually, I've set myself up now. I'm in a little <laughs> bit of a pickle. It happens. Because I immediately was like, maybe I don't want to say <laughs> anything. Um but you know what? I don't want to. I don't want to tease our listeners too much. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'll just. I'll get into it. Um, out of pure boredom, the other day I did post on uh, Steven on uh, Steven Seagal net. Sure. Um, you know, I, I I I've I've definitely gone in there and you know poked poked and prodded a little bit. I've asked some questions, tried to get in their heads, but I've for the most part tried to retain kind of like a. Uh, a separation. I feel like, um, like I'm the grizzly man and they're the bears, you know? Yeah. Um, but I, I really went all for it the other day and I uh, made a post called Hubie Halloween. (laughs) And, uh, I said, this is in all caps who here saw Hubie Halloween. I loved it. And Steven has a very funny cameo and a huge recommend comment here. Your Hubie Halloween thoughts. Um, and there have been no replies as of this moment, which is why I wanted to wait potentially until I had some good replies to to follow it up with. Uh-huh. But uh, 
let's start, I thought, you know, let's just, you know, now we've got a little cliffhanger for next week to yeah. see how they uh, reacted to me telling them that Stevens and Hubie Halloween. I like how um, they just fucking never respond to you. Like, I, I feel like this is not the first time you've posted, right? And they just they just don't ever have anything to do with it. Yeah, they, they don't really engage with me, but I think there's not a lot of people active on the Steven Seagal fan forum. Yeah. Um, well, that's not true. There's been some talk on... So here are some of the recent uh, posts that people have been talking on. Um, Urban Justice hits Blu-ray in Germany. Ooh. Review marked for death. Chuck Norris talking about Seagal. And then the most recently updated thing was my Hubie Halloween post. So they're not super active on there, but I'm hoping maybe, you know, we'll, we'll get a little uh, interaction. I'd love to know what Chuck Norris thinks about Steven Seagal. Well, you know, you can look it up. Yeah. You can look it up yourself. I guess I can. I know where to find it. You know where to find it. Cause this week we're talking into the sun, 2005. Um, first of four movies. Steven did in 2005. This came out in February. Um, Dylan, what'd you, what'd you think about Into the Sun? So, Into the Sun uh, is definitely a cut above um, a great deal of the movies he's done since the, the turn of the millennium. Um, it is uh, still a mess. Uh, it's confusing. Um, it's a really simple plot that they overcomplicate, uh, remarkably, but it at least like looks like a real movie and kind of feels like one. It could lull you into thinking it was one. Um, it's not particularly wacky or, or funny. Um, I don't know, dude. I actually got a, a good amount of laughs out of this one. Really? I, I wasn't feeling yeah. this one, but we'll, 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 really? get, we'll, we'll get into it. Yeah um I, yeah i didn't really uh I, I didn't i didn't really find myself uh chuckling too much uh for into the sun but i, like uh, I got some good ones we'll pull them up as, yeah, as they come as they come but uh yeah i mean that's I, I guess that's like the briefest version of my thoughts on on into the sun this is it's, it's whatever it, <laughs> it's uh it's a little better than a lot of what we've seen uh I'll, i i definitely i think it's the best directed dvd yeah absolutely. I do. um yeah. not a lot of competition there not saying very much right but it, it definitely you're right it just it feels like a movie mm-hmm. you know i mean relative Every, again everything here is relative i need to have like a little like soundboard and instead of saying the word relative i can hit it and it'll be like uh like a, a hip-hop air horn mixed with relative uh-huh yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> no i agree i agree i it was such a good idea i didn't have anything to say uh, whatever I, I think we should just whatever that. you know what no that's fine we don't even have to talk about into the sun fine hubie we, Halloween. We, wait we don't we don't have to talk we don't have to talk about it well we don't have to that's it's not like true. You know a grand you know existential sense we don't have to but uh no i would like to um yeah let's do it there's definitely some stuff here that i liked for Steven. Um, movie opens with this little, uh, like a little prologue. Steven's in Myanmar. Um, he's got his tiny sunglasses. 
Yeah, it's uh, a huge stepping stone into him becoming the final Steven. Yeah. Finally getting those tiny sunglasses on. Those tiny sunglasses are pretty great. They're pretty good. And then uh, something that I, I know we've seen several times in these movies, Steven blows his cover because some dudes appear out of nowhere with a woman and are going to force themselves on this woman. Uh, yeah. And Steven's not having it, blows their cover. I know we've seen that. I couldn't tell you where, but it's, I know for uh, a fact we've definitely seen that before. It's the opening scene of Out for Justice. Oh, yeah, it is. Of yeah. course. Yeah. I don't know. I just remember Out for Justice. Out for Justice burned into my memory, but it, it yeah, is. Yeah, no, it you're is. right. <laughs> it's the opening um, scene of Out for Justice. And it's much better at Out for Justice. This is pretty <laughs> straightforward. Yeah. Steven's got a partner who gets shot. And it means nothing. I, I do want to say about his partner. His his partner is uh, Tennessee Titans running back Eddie George, uh, uh, Madden cover athlete Eddie George. Um, what year? What year? Two thousand one. Two thousand one. So he's already a little past his prime. Yeah, I think he might have been retired. He might. I think he. Uh, I think he sustained some some leg injuries and such, and and might he sustained be, some brain injuries. Some brain. Well, be in the Steven Seagal movie. Uh, well that too apparently he's been uh, some, i mean i'm i mean he played running back in the nfl I, i'm sure but uh that's true i i didn't uh i apologize yeah. to yeah. our nfl fans yeah, so in the our, league. but yeah i actually looked him up apparently he's been in in, in a few movies uh well uh, hit me hit me with some of those let's see if i know any of them you hit do you do know you do know some of them uh I mean, oh, i'm gonna have because they have, have steven seagal uh not just because they have steven seagal but because they have a, a man who I sincerely wish that we could be doing um, a podcast about, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Okay. Um, uh, Is but, he in Walking Tall? But you're just going to have to give me a second to get his IMDb page up because I can't remember the name of it. <laughs> the, well, okay. Uh, my apologies on that. I, uh, I, I, uh, I overstepped here. I wasn't quite ready. Hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, well, uh, you know, what were we talking about? We were talking about Into the Sun and how Eddie we George about, is in it. Yeah, I want to know. We're gonna. I want to. I want to guess every movie this man's ever been in. Okay. Um. Well, here we go. We have it. Um. Well, here's a question. He, mm-hmm. he he's actually in two different Dwayne the Rock Johnson productions. Okay. Um. And, and I, I guess I can ask which which one do you think he's in of all the Dwayne the Rock Johnson movies? Which one do you think he's most likely to be in? The Game Plan. It's the Game Plan. Okay. Yeah. And then he's in another one. Yes, he's in. Well, if well, there, there's a specific detail about the other one that if I tell you, it kind of gives it away. Okay. Um, it's uh, it. So yeah, it's it's something that the Rock is in. I'll say that. I'll, I'll be a little more broad. It's the it's something that The Rock is in, but it's not a movie. Maybe. What? It's Ballers. Oh, okay. I actually probably never would have guessed that. I forgot Ballers existed. Uh, well, if I had said it was a TV show, I feel like you it would have kind of given it away. Yeah, it would have. Yeah. Uh. So yes, because The Rock's he, too big for the small screen. He really is, man. I'm surprised he's even doing Ballers. He should. Uh. He should be. He should be on my movie screens all the time, man. Uh, he was also in a movie called Knife Fight. Okay. Uh, a movie called He Ain't Heavy, and uh, okay. Mag- and Magnum PI. Ma- oh, the new Magnum PI. <laughs> yeah, the new Magnum PI. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, when he was a baby. 
Yeah, so so that's what I can uh, that's what I can tell you about Eddie George's film career, uh, and uh, he was quite a good football player as well. Well, that's great. Yeah. Um, into the sun. Well, this was into the so, sun talk. No, I I understand. I'm just saying that that was my segue. Okay, sure. Was <laughs> saying into the sun. Well, we got to be careful, you know. We uh we tend to get sidetracked on this on this podcast. No. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. You know what? Right. Let's let's talk about Into the Sun. I'm excited. The audience is excited. The electric energy and the uh, hypothetical room is palpable. Yeah. So the like inciting incident in theory of the movie is that the uh, the oh my god I. <laughs> You good? Yeah. Yeah. You ever think about how this is just something that we just do now? This is just like our lives. I try not to. This is just like our lives. Um, so the Japanese, there's a Japanese governor who gets killed. He gets assassinated. And basically the plot is that they got to bring in Steven. I, do, do, you, do you know what he does? Is he a member of the CIA? Yeah, I, I don't. No, uh, because like they don't. Of course, they don't really tell you. He, um, well, they don't tell you, and he, as a character, it seems to be very staunchly anti-CIA. Yeah. Uh, you know, if if I had to, if I had to guess, I'm sure that Stephen did his his normal Stephen bit where he uh was just like a a really rogue CIA agent or something and got like discharged and. It was just like you know, they're all corrupt, man. Fuck the CIA. Uh, that would be my I've, guess if I had to look. Has, if I had to guess the backstory, <laughs> has anybody like explained to Stephen that you can't be as like staunchly anti-government, like paranoid? Uh, Q. I bet Stephen's a QAnon dude. Um, <laughs> I, I bet. Well, I don't know. Maybe Stephen is Q. Ooh, I believe that. Well, either way, you can't be that type of person and then also have every single one of your characters be a dude who was in, like, the CIA or the NSA or some sort of big government, like, shadowy organization and then have all your movies be about, like, how evil they are. Yeah. Um, it's pretty goofy. Uh, but, you know, who would, well, know, who would <laughs> know better than somebody who was in there? <laughs> That's true, actually. It's because every single one's autobiographical. Yeah. These are all adventures that Steven went on. Absolutely. Um, when this... So, one of the kind of more confusing scenes of this movie is right after the governor's assassinated. There's, like, two different scenes that are being kind of, like, parallel edited. One <laughs> is some sort of Yakuza initiation. Yeah. And then the other... I don't know if there's, like, any same people from one scene and the other but the other one's a bunch of people who were involved in the assassination like the people who pulled it off getting executed mm-hmm. uh yeah it's it's a mess it's a it's a, <laughs> it's a yeah it's a total mess the one thing i really liked uh why i brought up is in that yakuza initiation like the whole plot of that scene is one dude just starts shouting i'm chinese i will not swear loyalty i will not do it yeah uh 
And of course, they're understandably upset. Yeah. I feel like this guy should have really thought this through before he decided to join the Yakuza. It's probably not for him then. Yeah, and so that was my main takeaway. It was like, uh, what's what's he doing there? Like, uh, how how did he get into this room? If if like, I feel like he had to have known what was going on, right? He's like, all right, the Yakuza. Is a He's like guy. pretty. I mean, they don't immediately pull you into those initiations. I have to assume. I yeah. don't know. Um, neither of us has a lot of experience in that field as far as i know i don't know what dylan's shadowy past is gonna turn out to be the (laughs) big twist of the podcast yeah but no that man absolutely 100 percent should not have been in that room he should have realized this wasn't for him way earlier on um and part of the whole movie is the chinese tongs teaming up with the yakuza Mm -hmm. and then there's another yakuza outfit that doesn't like that and they have some sort of gang war and that's really the whole plot of the movie the assassination steven determines the assassination is just like a distraction mm-hmm. just like another movie but i can't remember which one that one i can't help you with okay or maybe i'm thinking of the kidnapping in belly of the beast yeah or uh executive decision Oh, yeah, kind of. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, these are tough pills to swallow right here. Yeah. So they call Steven in. CIA, the like Japan office of the CIA needs a Yakuza expert. So they call in Steven because obviously Steven's going to be the, the expert. Yeah. And I guess now he's a sword salesman. And at yes. first I thought this was like his cover, but now I'm realizing that he was, I think, out of the game. Mm-hmm. So his actual job was just owning, like, a sword store in Japan. Yeah. And, like, just imagine... Like, if you go... First off, Steven is 100% the type of person that I would expect to be owning a Japanese sword store in America. Sure. But, like, you go... You're gonna go buy a sword. You're in Japan. You're gonna buy a katana. You go in that store... Steven Seagal is the one that's trying to sell that to you. You are like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm in the wrong store. <laughs> yeah, I mean, most likely. Yeah. In general, you go in a store, Steven's there. You're going to really be like, oh, I'm, I'm in the wrong store. Yeah, like, but, I don't know. I don't know, like, what what I thought I had the same interests as as Steven, Steven Seagal, but I, I was clearly wrong. <laughs> I'm going to leave this store now. Uh, so we do a little bit of... This movie, actually, out of everything... I think it reminded me a lot of Glimmer Man. Because uh-huh. Glimmer Man kind of has like the same setup of this is the plot of the movie. And then like halfway through, they just ignore what the plot was to make it some sort of weird, kind of overly complicated, vague. Like, and in that one, it's more of just a straight up government, shadowy government thing. Here, it's just like this weird crime war. Mm-hmm. But. It's like the same thing. It's just Glimmer Man again. They give Steven a, a little rookie partner. But it's it, like the thing here is instead of it being just like they're they're like mismatched partners and or this guy's like new to Japanese culture, which he definitely is and they should certainly lean on that. Um like the scene where he's speaking Spanish to the one Japanese woman. Yeah. It's pretty good. But here, this dude is just a moron. Very, like, very dumb. 
He is an absolute moron. And Steven hates his guts through the entire movie. And there's never any, like... Well, I guess they try and manufacture some moment where Steven, like, respects him at the end. Like, the very end. But Steven mainly just hates this dude's guts. Um, But there's a very good scene. And I did write down a line here. I don't know if you also did. Where Steven... Um... Oh yeah, go ahead. Well, it's when Steven and like the CIA guy who brings him in, they're like talking about it, and he's explaining to Steven why he brought him in. Oh, I mean, I didn't write the line down. I was I was waiting for the line though. Oh, yeah. well, that's a <laughs> okay. He said, "That's why I brought you in, Big Papa. Nobody knows the bad guys like you do." Yeah, I did write. Uh, I I I did write very generally. Like, of course, nobody knows the fucking bad guys better than Steven, but. Uh, I didn't write the exact line down, <clears throat> but yeah, but yeah, referring to Steven as Big Papa is pretty good. And then they go to the scene of the assassination. There's still blood on the floor, and they're still taking photographs. I have no idea how long, how long ago the actual assassination was, but they're still doing photographs of just leaving that blood on the floor. Yeah. Um, he goes to Chinatown to meet some dude who has a connection to the Chinese gang. Do you... So, here... I want to I wanna know your interpretation of who this man is and who his daughter is in relation both to Steven and other people in this movie. Oh, my God. Yeah, this is one of the most confusing scenes of the entire fucking movie, dude. Because, uh, I don't know, like... I, I have this foolish thing where I see characters introduced in these movies and I don't know who they are. And they do a very, very poor job of explaining who they are. And I think like, Oh, well I'll just kind of figure it out. Um, and that did not uh, occur here, but it, it is really bizarre because Steven comes in with, uh, with like news of the, uh, assassination. And yeah. And that he thinks that the Chinese tongs are teaming with the Yakuza. Yeah. That there's going to be a, uh, uh, a, a joining of of the gangs uh uh so to speak and and he's he's quite surprised by this and then he's like you have a surprise for me i have a surprise for you and uh and and he surprises him with this this girl who mm-hmm. uh, if i remember right it was like a did he say he was like a student of steven she was like a student of steven's that's implied yeah she calls steven master and um I, I I think it was the guy's daughter. That was yeah. the connection I got there. She calls Steven Master, and then the guy's talking about how the daughter used to be his shield, but now she's Steven's shield. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, and I just wrote, Steven adopts this girl, question mark? Yeah. And so, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And again, like, I was thinking, well, okay, now she's just going to be helping out with Steven. If I remember right, they cut to the next scene, and she's not even fucking there. No, Steven ends this scene being like, okay, I'll see you soon. (laughs) And and then she's, like, basically gone. Um, So, apparently, I I don't even know if this is for sure, but from what I could gather reading the Wikipedia, Mm -hmm. I think that daughter is supposed to be the sister of Steven's fiancé in the movie. Oh. Like, that's his sister-in-law. Okay, sure. And I, I really only, I've only gathered that because at the end of the movie, it says, a, a oh man, I'm messing up the name. 
Ayako, sister to Nayako, arrives just in time and teams up with the two men, which is what the daughter does. Right. And Nayako's the, the fiancé. Okay. So based on that, I have determined that apparently she was Steven's sister-in-law the entire time. Yeah, whatever uh, whatever they say, man. I'll, I'll take and, the word uh, for it. There, I really liked when Steven goes to meet this dude, and he walks in, and the old guy's just like, what a surprise, you look taller and younger. Yeah, and we, you know that's all fucking lie. <laughs> well, you know Steven made that dude say that. Yeah, Steven. He was Steven, like, what if, what if he said this? Steven wrote that line. No doubt yeah. about it. This, this movie, uh, the this, this story is conceived of by Steven Seagal. Uh, Steven Seagal and a friend, I, didn't, I don't remember the, the other dude's name, but it did say in the credits written by him. Or, or story yeah. by Steven Seagal. Yeah, Steven and uh, Trevor Miller, who, of course, everybody remembers from Out of Reach. Yeah, and everybody remembers Out of Reach. Everybody, especially us. Yep. And uh, they also wrote with this dude, Joe Halpin, who I have to look up, but his name is so familiar. I'm so sure that he worked on a shit ton of Steven stuff. And and speaking of familiar names uh, uh, from the credits in this movie, is something I forgot to to mention. Is that, uh, it said that this movie was scored by Stanley Clark, um, and I don't know if that name means anything to to you, but Stanley Clark is like the fucking bassist of Return to Forever. It's like a, a legendary jazz bassist um, that I I thought was absolutely bewildering that he was uh, having anything to do with this fucking movie. Um, so unless there are two Stanley Clarks rolling around out there, uh, um, there very well could be the, this uh, to, to our, our huge Return Forever fan base out there that's listening to the to the show. Uh, Stanley Clark in, involved with this with this uh, Steven Seagal film, unbelievable. Well, what's wild to me about that, um, and yeah, that name means absolutely nothing to me. I no, don't know who that man is or the band, um, but the music in this like sucks. Yes, and that and that's actually one of the things I was thinking about as I was watching the credits because the opening credits scene, uh, the the music is especially bad. Um, yeah, it's it's like standard like bluesy kind of Stephen like you know you're in for a, a classic action time, but then it kind of cuts and like the rest of the movie is very like, um, it's not new metal. It's like a kind of. Like an early two thousands sort of like heavy alternative radio, yeah. Um, but it, I was even specifically referring to just the title sequence in this movie mm-hmm. because the music just stops for a second in the middle, and that you know that might be like a, a, a an editor's problem. That's the jazz, dude. Yeah, that's the jazz. But um, the music does just stop, and then like an entirely new cue starts in the middle of the the credit sequence and this like caught me off guard i was like because the music died down i was like okay here comes the scene and then like another fucking track started like i don't know man i don't know the fuck's going on so yeah and then don't even get me started on the fucking law and order shit um because they just basically use the law and order theme uh (laughs) a couple of times um in this movie um so I don't know what to do with 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 this. And this is indeed Stanley Clark of Return to Forever. I've just looked it up. is is no doubt the composer of this film. Well, there's really only one musical cue in this movie that I that really stuck with me. Uh-huh. Um, but we'll talk about that later. Sure. 
Um, so Steven, he meets this dude. That old dude is going to connect him to some guy in the tongs. And Steven goes to meet this guy who's part of the, the tongs, right? I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I'm missing anything. But he goes to see this dude from the Chinese gang. And on the way there, he's explaining to his partner like the concept of going undercover. This yeah. man who's already been accepted into the CIA. Mm-hmm. Who's like, oh, <laughs> this man is in the CIA. And he's just like, I don't understand. Then who are we? And Steven's like, well, obviously we're not federal agents. <laughs> and that's another good thing. Where I, I wrote down like, um, like Steven, every time Steven delivers a line in this movie or like in any movie, it kind of just sounds like he's been given a summary of what's going on. And the way he like delivers it is like, is if he's delivering like a summary of the scene or the movie, um, it's, it's like the way he always says things. Cause like Steven's delivery of like almost everything he says in any movie starts with like, yeah, so it's, uh, like that's, that's like always how he starts anything. And I can't imagine that people write it's, uh, in front <laughs> of every single line in every single Steven Seagal I... movie. <laughs> I uh, there's something coming up that was just fucking incredible when it comes to his delivery and what you could tell is him just like struggling to say (laughs) these written words Uh, but when he's meeting with this dude there's a moment and this got me a a hard laugh and is one of these moments that I will not be able to do justice with on an audio medium Mm -hmm. Um, but he's talking to this dude and there's like these dancing women and the dude leads over to Steven and is like, you know, beautiful women can often lead you to bliss. And Steven looks at the women and makes this creepy, like, little grin, like a little boy. Yep. Did, you, did you see this? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I, I do. Yeah. And it's fucking heinous. Yeah. It, <laughs> it's like <laughs> very mischievous grin. And he just goes like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's uh. Yeah, I mean it's it's uh it's a look you'll see in your nightmares. It's uh it's ridiculous. I was like I cannot be- like what the fuck is this man doing? This is the most he's ever emoted in like the 21 movies of his we have watched. Yeah. I've never seen this man emote as much as when he just starts fucking smiling here about beautiful women. Yeah. Ugh. About gorgeous girls. Makes me sick. <laughs> gorgeous gorgeous girls. Um and then we get the scene with, with the guy that Stephen was with. Because Stephen, like, gets a phone call or, and Stephen has to leave. And so we get this incredible scene with his partner as well. Um, where uh, Stephen's uh, friend who has a connection with the tongs and everything just starts asking his partner questions uh, re- regarding their uh, their cover story. And uh, it's just it's pretty good. He's just really stupid. Yeah, they, uh, Steven tells him to say that he's Steven's student. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, so what do you what do you study? And of course, the dub CA guy's just like, buh, um. Uh, uh. Oh, and he, asks, he says he's learning kendo because the guy suggests it. And then the yeah. guy asks him, uh, what school? So good. He says, runs. he says at UCLA. Yeah. Go Bruins. <laughs> oh, man, I'm laughing. I'm slapping my knee. My, my knee's red. My knees red from welts. Yep, I couldn't all the believe snap, slapping. Couldn't believe how hard I slapped my knee after that. Um, yeah. I will say, 
that mm-hmm. uh, that that's one of those moments. Of course, it's like it's it's cringe, but it's one of those <laughs> moments that is. Uh, it's like, hey, like this is something that happens in in movies. It's just like there's no. Uh, it's just like it's not a thing that happens in this movie. Like that felt like a scene in like a fucking Glimmer like, Man. Yeah, like Glimmer Man, but it felt like it was going for like a Hubie Halloween laugh. And, um, uh, yeah. and, so, and so that's what I mean. It's just like, it's, it's one of those things that can trick you, you know? You see that, like, yeah, that's, that's a movie, right? And it's just like, kind of, just not this one. It, it's not this movie. But, uh, so yeah, anyway, his partner's dumb as shit. It's, it's, it's goofy. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, and he goes to see the, the student again, the potential sister-in-law, the alleged sister-in-law. Right. Um, who she's going to connect him to a tattoo artist who knows the Yakuza. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know really what the conversation here is beyond that's like the conclusion they reach is that she's going to connect him to this tattoo artist. But Steven leaves the scene just by going, all right, so I love you. You be good. Okay. And gets up and leaves. Yeah. It's pretty good. And then uh, we get Steven going to this uh, little, little market. Where there's a, a little weird little restaurant that's like a single table. Yeah. And Steven says this is where he grew up in this Japanese neighborhood. Yeah, no uh, bullshit, he says. No bullshit. Well, according to the IMDb trivia, which obviously I feel like I, at this point I really don't need to say we don't trust. Yeah. But according to the IMDb trivia, the actual street market where this was shot is where Steven Seagal grew up. When oh. he lived in Japan growing up. Oh. How about I, that? I don't I don't know if I believe literally any part of that, but that's what they say. And that's what that's what IMTV trivia says. Who knows who put that put that up. Yeah. Um But we get a, a return to form here as Steven destroys this market. When he I, you know what? Fight. I'm glad you said that because I didn't think of that. Uh it's mm-hmm. been it's been a little while since Steven has destroyed somebody's livelihood. Um, so yeah, good catch on that. Um, yeah, he, he, uh, bumped into a dude earlier and then the guy comes back with some friends to teach Steven a lesson. Yeah. But, um, before then he's in this little restaurant talking to his partner and this is the moment where he just, Steven, like this man is struggling. This man is struggling. He straight up like stumbles over his line here. Um, He's like, this neighborhood is the neighborhood where all organized crime c- gathers to do their thing. He, like, stumbles over crime, and they just, they don't even, like... Yeah, he goes, like, this is where they gather to do their, c- their crime. <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty good. Yeah, and he just, he says what he says is they gather to do that do their thing. You've got the Yakuza, the Togs, and then he just sort of, like, runs, that's it. And we've already gone over that. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, you got the Yakuza... The tongs and all kinds of organized crime. <laughs> it's it's yeah. pretty good. It's pretty nice. And then uh, these dudes show up. He's Steven beats them up. The music here sucks. It's like yeah. uh, the like there's like a needle drop here of this like again early two thousands like alternative rock that is it, it feels like it would fit in like the same era but with like a children's movie. Yeah, uh, like, yeah. They do. Just, it is. It is just like I don't even know if this was uh, 
written by Stanley Clark or, or not, but like I, if I, I remember right, I think that they was. this was just like a pop song, right? This was just like yeah. a pop song that they threw into this scene. Yeah, it's it's just a pop song again, like an early two thousands pop song. So it's like kind of like a again like a alternative sort of radio friendly pop punk kind of sound, but yeah. it's very unpleasant. Um, it's not a good scene. It's not an off like the action here in general is pretty. I don't want to say good because it's not, but it's like very coherent. It's yeah. very it's very easy to like you don't follow get the lost. action. Yeah, yeah. It's not and, and I mean in general, if I had to say something nice about Into the Sun. I see plenty of movies that were made almost certainly on a higher budget with more talented people mm-hmm. where the action's incoherent and I just shut my brain off during it because it's like, I can't follow this. What's the point in me like trying to see who's punching who? Yep. But I could watch the action in this movie. It was not particularly thrilling, but I could like watch it and follow it and wasn't totally shutting my brain off. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's not, uh, offensive, uh, because we have seen some offensively bad action uh, during this <laughs> during this show, uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's fine. It's followable. I mean, I I think that that's like a a compliment of sorts that you can just give into the sun in general is that it is a little bit more followable than than some of the other movies. It's still fucking confusing. There's a bunch of shit we've already talked about that's confusing. Yeah, but it's not. Uh, you know. It's not as some confusing. of these other movies. Yeah. It's not as confusing as some of these other movies we've seen. That's for sure. Uh, and then yeah. the CIA guy <laughs> just fires his gun. This man's already in the CIA, and he just, he's just standing there watching Steven beat these people up. And he just fires his gun into the crowd. He does? He just fucking kills somebody, right? And it, it's just what? like... I don't uh, think that... No, no. <laughs> I thought I thought he got somebody. I thought I thought he, he shot somebody. The police show up and everything. I thought he shot somebody. I could be wrong. No. No, the police show up because there's been a giant fight in the street market. I swear to God, he shot somebody. All right. No, I'm I'm pretty sure it's like the fight is over. The scene, like the action has ended. The shitty music has stopped. And then this man just fires his gun. All right. Well, I I made something up in this movie, evidently. Well, one of us has to be wrong. Maybe it's me. Yeah, we'll see. We're going to watch it again. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> when we do our second round of Stevens Destroy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so Steven goes and he meets with the with one of the Yakuza guys whose name is Kojima. Yep. He is the, I guess, like second in command to this gang that is rivaling the gang that has teamed up with the Togs. Does that sound right? Check me I- there. I think so. I, I I like there's there's a general um there's a general thing in this movie where it's like the the younger members of these gangs are like fine with teaming up in order to create a a, a more powerful drug trade, but the older guys don't like that. Um, that's like the general like politics of the gangs in this movie um and i think that that's a lot of what kojima has to say in this scene uh right Mm -hmm. he's like i won't i won't let them live if they plan on teaming up i think that's what he says well so Um, yeah 
Um, and they basically they all agree that the guy who's like in charge of this rival gang needs to die. Yeah. And that's just the rest of the movie, basically, is that this dude needs to die. Um, and then, so, this is where I got confused. Steven mm-hmm. goes to meet with this woman that I guess he's been seeing, and he proposes to her. Have we Had we met her earlier in the movie? I like really thinking. Um... <laughs> I don't think we did. Um, I will say he's in the park talking to this woman, and he does say the line, "You know, I've never had much luck with women." You could say I never had any luck at all, um, which I think is really good because it adds to my theory that all these characters Steve plays is, are all um, Valsal. Right. Steve is a virgin. <laughs> Steven Seagal is a virgin in this movie, and. Um, I would argue that even by the end of the movie, there is no confirmation that he does not remain so. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, and I was... Uh, so so this is a good scene. This is a scene... The first part of the scene is a good scene. Uh, because, where Steven comes out as a verge. Where Steven comes out as a verge. Because it's very funny. Um, <laughs> it, it, <laughs> you know what? It, it is pretty funny. Yeah, it's pretty funny. It's... Uh, it's a disaster of a scene. Um, uh, it's funny for a few reasons. All right, I want to dig into this one because this one's good. Uh, mm-hmm. So, so they're walking in the park. It's this very, very beautiful, very beautiful park. And Stephen's uh, lady friend says, "Let's go on a walk. Uh, let's let you know. Let's walk and talk. You know." And yeah. Stephen says, "No, let's let's <laughs> sit down at this bench." Nah. <laughs> Stephen will not be going walking today. Steven's done his walking for the day. <laughs> yeah, Steven's got his, uh, a couple hundred steps in for the day. You're not going to get any more. You're not going to get any more than that from Steve. So st- they, they sit down, and then Stephen pr- propose. Pr- um, he tell he says, "You know I'm a virgin. <laughs> yeah, Please says, marry me." He says, "You know I'm a virgin. Please marry me." And then she says, "Well, he's like, is this a proposal?" And then Steven says, "Ha, yeah, I guess you could say that." And uh, which I just love. I don't know why. I thought I thought that was really funny. I think it's Steven... a very Steven Seagal <laughs> yeah, thing to do because he refuses to show emotion. So yeah. if he like showed that he cared too much for this woman, that would count. So he's just got to be like, sure, <laughs> yeah. sure is yours, <laughs> sure is yours. And uh, then we get this incredible crying uh, from yeah, the she just from the girl. breaks down. <laughs> yeah, she's just like, yeah, I'll go wherever you go. And it's, she's just like forcing like two tears like out of each of her eyes, and, and well, it's Steven, just, it looks like she's she's shaking the tears out of her head. What what confuses me is Steven says he's gonna quit after he does like this job, which I One guess means job. kills this Yakuza guy. I don't know what this job is, but he says <laughs> yeah. he's gonna quit after he does this, and then she's just like, "I'll go wherever you want to go," and he's like, "Okay," and then she's like, "I'll go wherever you want to go," and then Steven like makes her promise. Yeah, they, they or does she make him promise? I think she makes him promise. She make, then what does she make him promise? Idea. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> that maybe it's that it's his last job or that, it, that they'll be together no forever. Sense. It makes no sense. Uh, um, and then mm-hmm. they may or may not fuck. There's no... They do not. I there's want, no there's, on-screen confirmation. They do not. They do not. <laughs> they, what they, what happens? They do not. <laughs> 
what happens is Steven does his classic move where a woman takes her top off and then he just gives her a hug. That, okay. So that's what I was going to say about this scene. I was on like cloud nine about this scene because I thought this was going to be really funny and it was going to be a thing that we could talk about on the podcast is how that she refuses to kiss Steven at any point throughout the scene. She, at two different times, gets into a position where it's like, all right, it's kissing time and then she hugs him and then she takes all of her clothes off and then hugs him and then at the very end she's she's naked and, and steven is kissing her um which is very disappointing that is disappointing and it is unpleasant and yes. um my heart it genuinely goes out to that woman <laughs> yeah. but she is fully clothed and it is not like we we cut from her taking her top off and him giving her a hug to her laying down and they're making out we cut to, I don't remember what it is exactly, but there's like an establishing shot. I don't know if it's like the moon or the te- like that building. I don't remember what it is. But we cut to another shot and then back to them, which implies the passage of time. Right. And Steven is fully clothed and they are only making out. They did not have sex. I do not believe they had sex. I do not believe, I believe Steven ends this movie um, pure as the day he was born, ready <laughs> to wear white at his wedding. My only, um, the only thing that I can say it, to refute this is that I, I feel like Steven had a wardrobe change uh, after that establishing shot. I feel like Steven was wearing like a robe of some kind. I might have just made this up, but I feel like he was wearing some sort of like dark green robe instead of his normal black leather jacket. That, uh, that does not negate anything that I said. <laughs> Okay, well, it's just to say that at some point, Stephen's clothes came off in some capacity. We don't know if it Doubtful. was... Doubtful. Maybe he had it on underneath his much larger coat that he wears all the time. <laughs> yeah, it was his two coats. It was his coat, his undershirt, and his robe that he wears underneath of that. Anyhow, Stephen yeah, doesn't and... fuck. No, he does not. Um, yeah. This movie, I know that we've been relatively not harsh on, right? but at this point... I was appalled to learn that there was still 50 minutes left. Yeah. This movie and felt way longer than its runtime, for it, sure. It, it really did. I watched it all in one sitting, which you can't say about all these. Yep. But it felt long. I, it was one of these ones where I was kind of like, I know that there's no way for time to be passing like slower than the time passes in the movie. I don't think what I just said made any sense at all. It's okay. Um, it, <laughs> we, we, we know. Yeah. Long-time yeah. listeners will remember James and his uh, and his his time with the Seagal movies. It's okay. Yeah. We yeah. sympathize. Yeah. Um, so he's, he's at a nice date with his fiance, and the partner shows up. He, uh, they traced the bad guy, um, Karuda. Kar- yeah. Karuda. Um, they, they, mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, James. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I think that there has been a point in time in in each of our lives where where we we have had significant others, and I would like mm-hmm. to say I would like to ask you a question. There has been a point in time. That's true. Yeah. Unlike, would, well, never mind. Well, <laughs> would you uh, would you have taken a girl to a place that Steven Seagal had taken his girl to in this in this movie? I feel like you're putting me on the spot, not with this, like the question, uh-huh. but mainly the fact that I do not really remember that very much about the place at all. 
Oh, well, behind them, immediately behind them. Oh, no, you're actually, you're, you're <laughs> right. I do very much remember. Is yeah. this the place where there's just naked women it's swimming basically, in like a tank it's, full of water? Yeah, it's just like a strip club, basically. But, yeah. but way, way weirder than any strip club I've ever heard of. Um, where, yes, there are just like... A, it's like an aquarium, a, but instead of yeah. fish, it's naked women. <laughs> yeah, and naked I was women. like, do they just like keep like swimming up to the top, taking some air, and then swimming down? Like, how does how does this work? Are they okay? Well, as I recall, on the stage, there's a there's a comedian. But there is yes. also uh, a lineup of five or six uh, girls in yeah, their underwear or in uh, um, very revealing clothing where they're having some sort of a pageant or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will, I'll, I'll reiterate the question here. <laughs> uh, this, this seems like a weird place, right? To take the woman that just agreed to marry you. I would say 99.9% of the time you're right. Yeah. Thing you have to keep in mind though, uh-huh. is that this woman is marrying Steven Seagal. <laughs> right. So I think that the laws of the normal brain don't apply to her right as a character as an actress my heart goes out to her she yeah. she does a totally fine job yep. with what she's given mm-hmm. um but anybody that's going to marry steven as a, this character but again he's like that's basically just steven as a man but right. whoever is going to marry this person there is no way that that is the first time steven's taken her to the place like that yeah She's probably just like glad that there's lights. There's more food than just like chicken wings. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's all. Uh, that was only other question. Okay. Yeah. Um, partner runs in. They trace the bad guy to the fish market. Big news. And Steven is pissed. He's so mad. Steven is pissed. He's like, I'm here at the strip club with my lady. I'm making my lady and feel insecure and uncomfortable. Yeah, idiot. And you're you're out here uh, trying to do work, trying to save lives. He's mad that Steven, or sorry, Steven's mad that the partner didn't just go off and investigate on his own. Yeah. Which I think is explicitly something you probably shouldn't do, particularly when it's like the literal hideout location of a Yakuza gang boss that you're looking for. Well, that and, and this particular officer uh, is so stupid that it feels like some sort of endangerment to let him go anywhere on his well, own. Well, <laughs> like, and it, you know, it is endangerment. It literally, the guy's like, okay, I'm going to do what Steven says and go investigate on my own. Yeah. And he is killed. Yeah. Granted, he takes some liberties that he should not have. But it's this, all, but uh, I, I 100% blame Steven. Oh, yeah, I mean, if given the option to blame Steven, I'm going to do it. No, it's so. absolutely Steven's fault. He pushes this dude to go investigate on his own. Yeah. Gets him killed. Um, which, you know, in a, in a different movie, maybe they'd have done something with, you know? Maybe Steven oh, would have yeah. felt bad. No, it's wild. After the scene where this dude gets his neck snapped, and it's like, snapped. Yeah, I thought he was going to literally rip his head off of his shoulders. <laughs> It is. This is a grosser. I think this is a grosser movie than we've seen in a while, too. Yeah, it really was a, a, a flashback to the glory years, man. Yeah, it's pretty gross. The neck snapping's unpleasant, and like, 
maybe I'm getting my timeline wrong, but I feel like it's like the scene after we see this dude get his neck snapped is Steven at the office and the handler is like, where's your partner? None of us have heard from him. And Steven's just like, he's off doing his job. It doesn't matter. He's fine. Yeah. Which is a wild scene because we all know that this man is dead. And then it's like, here's your hero. Here's your protagonist being like, it doesn't matter where this man that we all know is dead is. Um, Yeah. And it's like, the other thing is like when he's about to, or when, when he leaves the fish market, um, where he was doing the surveillance and he eventually uh, kind of gets caught and, and escapes in a taxi cab. And he's, uh, he calls Steven to tell him what he's found. And then he's like, my phone is dying. Um, I'm not going to be able to contact you. And at this point, it's just like, somebody's got to step up and be like, dude, are you really about to go do some dangerous ass shit? And have no way to call for help. Like maybe we just maybe we just punt on this one, man. Maybe we just take a few minutes, take a day. I'll come with you. We'll go handle this. But now Steven's just like, yeah, go in there, you fucking idiot. Fuck you. Go in there with your dead phone and no way to call for help. Well, let's see if you get out of there. And he doesn't. He gets his head ripped off, basically. Um, and yeah, Steven doesn't care. And 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 uh, this also reminds me of the opening scene of the movie when Eddie George dies. Uh, and yep. Steven just, Steven just doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Steven well, looks bored. That dude, Steve, I mean, Steven, some of the worst deliveries Steven's ever given is in this movie. I mean, that's probably not true, honestly, but it's yeah. just awful. And when that dude's died, he's just like, you're not, you're not going to die. Yeah. It's like, I can't, fine. I cannot believe you're dying right now. No, Mm-mm. sorry. <laughs> and, and another thing, like talking about Steven getting his partner killed in this scene, Steven gets Eddie George killed. Yeah, because Stephen can't get keep Eddie George killed. Stephen can't keep his shit together, and he starts. And oh, Grant, he's witnessing some some pretty awful shit. But they are they're on a mission. They got dudes up in the sa- and hey, what's the deal with the satellites? Oh what? yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're a huge part of this movie. Are what's they? The de- they're all over the place. The CIA like fucking narrates the movie. Uh, well, that's that might be a, a, an overreach uh, for me there in terms of how much they're involved in this movie. But there's ton, you know, there's probably four or five scenes where we cut to these like CIA headquarters and, and they're just like I, using these satellites and following Steven around and shit. I did completely forget about the awful CGI satellite at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> yeah, me too. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you are right. What is with the satellites? Yeah, what's the satellites? And one other thing I want to say about the opening credit sequence, man, is it's uh, it's been a, you know we haven't been keeping track of how many times that the the title of the movie is uh, uh, immediately like on the nose represented in the movie, whether it's like said or we see it. Mm-hmm. But you know, the helicopter is you know, flying into the sun during that opening. During oh, that opening scene. okay. In into the sun. Well. Cool. I went, on, I went on a little bit of a tangent there, but you know, it was it was a it was an into the sun related tangent, so that's yeah. that's allowed. That's allowed. Yeah, that's true. No, it's allowed as long as it's into the sun. Right. Um, you could also, I think, argue Stephen gets his fiance killed just by being her fiance. Um, <laughs> yeah. She gets she gets slashed with a sword. A lot of slashing in this movie. Yeah. A lot of sword stuff. Um, yeah, the sword stuff's a little weird. Like. It's really just there to, to be there, I, I, I guess. Like, um, it, it, it definitely feels like um, Stevens, because obviously we all know Steven loves Japan and he loves the culture 
and that's gonna include uh, like swords and then also of course like kind of more classic like samurai movies and this definitely feels like there's some of some of that in in the movie not mm-hmm. like maybe in practice but like this is what they're trying to do yeah so i think that it was it's just like steven likes swords and you know you know yeah. what you know what you know what i'm ready you know you know what you haven't you know what what's that i like swords too you know what i'm gonna i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna agree swords you know you put cool. you put a sword fight on top of a train jesus i'm i'm beaten i'm <laughs> <laughs> Uh, (laughs) go for it i i was gonna say that i was beating my fists against my thighs (laughs) yeah i'm sitting there in the theater just pounded my thighs um but i i couldn't think of the the word for thighs what an unfortunate time to forget that word i know right um um uh, so <laughs> Steven, Steven's fiance dead, Steven's partner dead. Uh, Steven teams up with the tattoo artist. Yeah. Who, who uh, they show, mm-hmm. who they show tattooing this woman's back. Yes. Um, frequently in the movie. She's in the, cre- she's in the opening credit scene as, as well. I think she's the last shot of the credits. Dude, you paid way more attention to this movie than I did. Yeah, uh, I, you know, what can I say? But um, yeah, there, there are a few times. It's just a bunch of times in this movie where he's just tattooing away on this woman's back. Um, which, he's like, it, yeah, it looks like more like he's like scraping. Yeah, it kind of looks like he, it almost looks like body paint or something. Like he's just, it all because he's just kind of painting. I don't know. It's mm-hmm. it's a weird. It's weird. Yeah. Well, they team up. They're gonna take down the bad guy. Um, they they just take some swords and they just walk right in through the front door. Yeah. Um, and they just start slashing. They do. It's it's fine. Um, yeah. he gets to the dude who killed his fiance, and this is uh one of the most wild parts of the movie, at least for me, mm-hmm. is uh Stephen yelling at this guy. I shall beat you to death. And then yeah. he just like hacks this dude up with this sword. Like he does. beats the man to death with a sword. Yeah. Um, it's gross. Yeah, you know, it's uh it reminds me again, this movie reminds you of the good old days here and there. It reminds you of the pre direct to DVD era Steven Seagal. Um and in the grand scheme of Steven Destroyed, that's something worth giving it a little credit for. Sure. And um, Steven also stabs a guy in the neck with chopsticks. Right. And he says, we, are these your chopsticks? <laughs> Which is an awful one-liner. Again, reminds me of the glory days. <laughs> no, but like that's like, like <laughs> an awful one-liner for Steven used to be something that it was like, how did somebody come up with putting these words together? <laughs> yeah at this moment are these your chopsticks is just lazy yeah well it's not uh, it's not the beauty of a bewildering one it's just like are these your chopsticks yeah it's no god made men oh god no it's not even it's not even a pun 
It's yeah. not even a pun. It's just are these <laughs> are these your things I'm stabbing you with? Yeah, but I kind of like that to be honest. No, no. If it had been um a playing card and he had said, "Is this your card?" <laughs> now that now, would, that would <laughs> this would have elevated this to best movie in the series. That would have been something. Yeah. If it had been a playing card and yeah. he said, "Is this your card?" Yeah. You know? Yeah. What if it Can, had been a, like? What if it had been like a like a, a playing, playing card? Yeah, like a playing card. And then he okay. said to him, and, and he went and he said, "Is this your card?" Yeah. Yeah. What if he yeah. did that? Okay. Um. <laughs> so. The um the movie ends. <laughs> he kills the bad guy. Yeah, the cops show up and somebody has sprayed a. Uh, 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 um, some sort, some sort of a, a, a plaster they over spl- everything they spray in the room. Blue goo. It is they blue spray, goo. Yeah, there's ooze all over the room. Yeah, they and, spray and, the, the blue goo, and the cops are just like, "No DNA, smart." Which I guess the DNA, I guess the goo must get rid of the the I, DNA. I also was confused by this, but what the, the conclusion I came to is that. In the process of getting all the goo off, you're gonna have to like clean it off, which is gonna, I imagine, get rid of like any like DNA that's left on there. Yeah. So it's like if I want to get DNA from this sword, I'm gonna have to take it to the sink, wash all the blue goo off in the sink, yeah. and then it's not gonna have any fingerprints on it anymore because I've washed it off. Okay, I'll accept that. That might be weight that might be a huge oversimplification. I it's possible that the CIA wasn't like I know. If we spray goo everywhere, they'll have to clean it all up. Yeah. Why should we go around wiping off fingerprints when we can make it do- them do it for us? Yeah, it'll be torture. Um Steven mails the badge to the CIA guy, like the handler. He mails his partner's badge to him with like a note basically being like, Oh, by the way, he died. Yeah, very, very heartfelt and sentimental. Yeah, well, and also, like, I mean, one of their agents is murdered in the field. I think you got to do a little bit more than that. Um, yeah. Um, I, I mean, that's like, it's like the movie. Yeah, Stephen goes back to the place where he proposed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like, it's so weird to me that they even try and, like, pretend that they want there to be any sort of like emotion in these movies when steven finds out his wife dies unsurprisingly because i think this has happened several times in these movies uh but he just stares off into space stone-faced and that's like his way of grieving at the end of the movie he's sitting alone in the park holding his hand out like he (laughs) like the way he pinky promised his fiance he's just sitting there in the park with his hand up yeah no, no emotion nothing on his face yeah i mean they uh at one point in the movie they 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 tell steven that they uh that they have his his fiance mm-hmm. and steven's response is just like well you better hope for your sake that she's okay and uh yeah. <laughs> and we already know that she's not yeah and we already know she's dead steven uh-oh stevie um, and then it's a fake out ending because it cuts to Stevens in his car and he gets a phone call and it's the CIA guy. It, do you, you want to take it? You know, the last lines. 
I don't remember the last lines. Oh. I know what I know what they mean, but I don't remember <laughs> what they are. He goes Travis, which is C- Stephen's name is uh, Travis Hunter, but he says Travis. Guess who? And then, it, boom! Cut to credits. Some kind of like uh, more radio rock, kind of like um, it reminded me of Yellow by Coldplay. Mm-hmm. Um, you remember this song? Uh. I don't remember the song from the movie, and I don't remember "Yellow" by Coldplay. Oh, okay, you would you would, yellow you would you would know. It's I would, yeah. Um, okay. I'll take your word for it. Well, I'm I'm bummed that you didn't pay attention to this song because it was Steven Seagal uh, performing. This was uh, a, a closing track by the man himself. See, I got I got to stop this thing I do where I uh, as soon as the credits roll, I x out of the movie. Yeah, you, know, uh, you never know what good t- stuff. This is two weeks in a row now. Well, it's um, Don't You Cry by Steven, if you want to listen to it. You can listen to it quietly in your headphones, and then I'll sit here quietly, and we'll just have dead air for about three yeah. and a half minutes while you listen to the song. Yeah, it seems like you were listening to a lot of Steven's music this week. I was. <laughs> so um, I did. I, I was pretty sure that this was Steven. The voice, like Steven's singing voice, is not good, and um, I was kind of, I kind of like recognized it. I was pretty sure it was Steven, and in the process of trying to look it up, I was mm-hmm. recommended another song by Steven called "Talk to My Ass." <laughs> yeah, and I couldn't not check, check yeah, out. Yeah, I mean, uh, how could you, how could you turn talk down to "Talk to My Ass" by Steven Seagal? Yeah, and it sucks. You, did you listen to it? I did. It's it's fucking awful. Yeah, I just like the part where he talks about scrambled eggs, and there's like a little chorus behind him that goes, scrambled eggs. Yeah. That was my favorite um, part. It's pretty great. Um, I love that as Steven's lyrics in the song get less and less interesting, the chorus of voices behind him has <laughs> less and less things to repeat, so they just kind of say like, yeah, um, after the things that Steven says. Um, yeah, the song sucks. Um <clears throat> I would be fucking shocked if that is Steven playing guitar throughout most of that song. Um, and his singing is very weird and, and, uh, it is very weird. It's kind of like, yeah. like whiny, you know, like Steven doing like a blink One Eighty Two voice. Yeah. Um, and, uh, he has his blues inflections and whatnot and it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's very weird. I, I don't know what, I think Steven Seagal might be like the least believable blues artist that's ever lived. Um, I, uh, yeah, it's pretty bad. I can't stand it. I, yeah. I, I have a worse time listening to Steven's music than I do watching his movies. So. Well, at least the songs are shorter. That's true. That is true. They, uh, leave, they leave arguably a bigger impact. Well, that's been Into the Sun. We really, we really talked about this one in a way we haven't for a couple weeks. Yeah, and, I uh, think we. It felt like I'm we had a little renewed. Yeah, we had some renewed focus. It felt like this week. Yeah, I think that the the Hubie Halloween cleanse was good. Was necessary. Gets yeah. us kind of back in the mindset, back it's, on back on track. It felt a little bit like rock bottom. <laughs> it 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 felt a little bit like. We're literally just talking about a different movie now, so we gotta we gotta get back into the game. Yeah, well, into the sun. Um, 
what we can do is our classic award-winning IMDb trivia segment, or I do have a game. James, you know I want to play the game. All right. Play our, cure our game theme music. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll take that out. It's just to signify where the music goes. Yeah, sure. Like, you'll remember. <laughs> yeah, like I ever edit anything in this. Um, okay, so we're going to play a game. This one's kind of weirdly specific to a movie that we watched, like, six months six weeks ago not months <laughs> well, um, I, either one could be true yeah well is it oh yeah i guess it oh fuck we're like looking at like having started like just a little over six months ago yeah <laughs> we're not yeah we're not halfway there yet uh anyway so this game is called the foreigner or foreigner and um <laughs> I'm going to say a line and you're going to tell me if it is from the movie, the foreigner starring Steven Seagal, or if it's a line from a song by the band foreigner. Oh man. How, how much do you know foreigner? What's your foreigner um, experience? Like Uh foreigner is um, definitely one of those bands who is, who, who like I've been vaguely indoctrinated with in terms of just like hearing generic rock radio, like classic rock radio growing up. Um, so I don't know if I could tell you the name of a foreigner song off the top of my head. Really? But I know I've heard a bunch of them. And like, if you told me the names of foreigner songs, I would definitely know the songs and know that they are foreigner songs, but I can't right now tell you what they are. Wow. I mean, I I only know the two, but um, Cold as Ice, Hot hot Blooded, are those, the, I don't know, now that I've said that out loud, I'm not even convinced those are the names of the songs. Yeah, but but I, I, I immediately know which songs those are, so. Um, those are, in fact, the names of the songs, so yeah. all our Foreigner Head fans can relax. Yeah, our Foreigner um, fans can get off our fucking backs man yeah stop the tweets all right this isn't a foreigner cast not yet um but anyway so i'm gonna say a line you have to tell me if it's from the movie the foreigner or from a song by foreigner um the foreigner sucked too all right (laughs) let's let's do it you ready yeah i am the captain of this body of mine um i'm gonna guess that's from a, a foreigner song it is. It's by right. Foreigner from At War with the World. Let's go. Hey, are there consequences to this game? Oh, or are we just playing? Uh, no, there's consequences. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm up a point. <laughs> yeah, there's consequences. There's always consequences. <laughs> yeah. um, she gives you inside information that can change your whole life overnight. That's uh, also Foreigner, the band. It is. It's from a song called Inside Information. Oh, great. Um, I'd say the only thing that's unexpected is that I'm still alive. That is from the Foreigner, the film. 
You are correct. Let's go. Who said it? Was it Steven? Steven. Let's Steven go. Says it. If that don't teach you a lesson, might show you his Smith and Wesson. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to go with Foreign of the Band here. Yeah, it's from Headknocker. Let's go, dude. Yeah. I got to make these harder. I, you know, I, I, I don't, I feel like if I make them really hard, it's like fucked up. Yeah. But it's clearly too easy. I don't know, man. Um, I just, I'm just something of a gamer myself. So, <laughs> all right. Okay. Um, everybody's got their choice as to how they stay alive. Some of us just don't know it. This one's a hard one. I'm going to go with um, the foreigner of the film. You are correct. Wow. I thought I was wrong on that one, honestly. Oof. All right. Nice. So what? You've got five in a row. Yeah. All right. Well, technically you only need one more to win then. Hey, nice. Uh, I'll get even with you. I'll get even with you. Wait and see. Hmm. Is that from the foreigner of the film? By Foreigner the band I, from yeah. their song I'll Get Even With You. <laughs> well, fair enough. All right. Sweet Dreams, Bruce Lee. This is from the Foreigner of the film. You are correct. You you have won the Foreigner or Foreigner already. Um, I'm the, you know, next week... I'm going to make one that you're going to lose. All right. <laughs> uh, okay. I think at some point, I, at some point we got to turn this back around on you. Like well, how about if this? I keep, if I keep <laughs> winning the games, then yeah. like you're going to, you're going to have to do something. No, that's what I was going to say is next week I'll make a game and we'll have some real stakes. If you win, um, I'll, we'll figure it out. The specifics. Yeah. And we could do that right now. Or then. Okay. Sure. <laughs> well, well here, let me finish the questions because some of them I liked. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. You never want to see me face to face. Think it over. Uh, the foreigner of the band. Yeah. Um, do you believe I found this barn through premonition? <laughs> um, is that foreign of the band? No, that's the foreigner. Okay, I'm surprised I forgot that line. That's and then, good. too cold for false alarms. It's too cold for ice cubes. Okay, well that, that's that's got to be foreigner the the band. That's the foreigner. Clearly, really? I loaded up the questions the wrong way. <laughs> well, I've also uh, I'm taking it a little less seriously now. I guess that's true. Um, well, okay, so that's been. The foreigner or foreigner. We're already getting word that everyone hated it, and we're never going to play it again. Um, I like. I liked it. Everybody hated it. So next week we'll we'll do it with some real stakes, um, and we'll we can determine that late, like next week, I guess. Well, I did. You know, I had an idea. Oh, okay. I'm listening. <clears throat> well, something that that often. Uh, something that we often bring up with me in these games with the stakes is that I have to watch above the law again. Mm -hmm. If I lose, 
So I was thinking that maybe a, a, a natural uh, end to to these games would be if I if I win, I get to pick a Steven Seagal movie for you to watch again, and if you win, you get to pick one for me to watch. <sighs> okay, it's brutal. It's brutal. It is brutal. It, but it would it would it would suffice as a punishment. Or we could pick something smaller that won't ruin our week. But that's <laughs> up to you. Yeah, an Adam Sandler movie. I like that much better. But yeah. no, we gotta keep it. We gotta keep it on track. Okay. Um, Into the sun. No good right. trivia. Uh, but we're gonna change that, Dylan. We it's time do. for the IMDb trivia. Wow. Um, trivia. All right. <laughs> yes, IMDb trivia. Okay, what are you thinking? I know you came in hot. You were telling me um, off mic before we even started recording that you had a trivia idea that was going to completely change the way we think about the bit. And I have been waiting <laughs> all recording to hear it. So, is this? Are you doing this to me because I won the game? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm doing it to you for fun. Um, <laughs> what do you got? Oh, what do I got? Well, let's think. Um, uh, let, let's think a little bit about this movie here. Okay. Um, now, what if Stephen? What if Stephen's pants kept falling down? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What if Stephen was? Uh, oh man, this kind of goes against the type of trivia I tend to like to make on here. But I'm just gonna throw it out there just for you. This one's just for you. This one's just for the hardcores. All right. This one's, this one's for the people. Skip ahead 15 seconds. This isn't for you. <laughs> Well, yeah, this, this is for the viewers as well that that maybe felt no. like that maybe feel a little ashamed of themselves because they they think it's a little funny that Stevens put some weight on and they they and and they're like you know James makes jokes about it but you know but Dylan doesn't so I'm I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it right here maybe maybe Stephen kept wearing pants that were too big for him to try to prove to everybody that he had lost weight before making this movie. Oof. <laughs> <clears throat> To try um, to prove to Hollywood execs that he was ready, to, ready to come back. Okay, so what if Steven Seagal <laughs> bought a comically oversized pair of pants <laughs> and he brought it with him every day to shooting and told people it was his old pant size? I don't know if I like this. It's too much. It's too it's, much. It's a, It's like I feel like it's okay, or I, honestly, I feel like it's okay because he's a scum and he deserves the worst. But I also feel like it's just a little bit more, I don't know, palatable when it's like over the top and goofy. But this feels like just kind of targeted, just like. <laughs> <laughs> this is just mean. Yeah. I mean, as I've said, if anybody on the planet deserves it, Steven. Steven. <clears throat> But yeah, this is my, this is, yeah no it's they're um, let's make a list who are the people that 
deserve right, fat give me, jokes? Give me the top five names of the people that you think most deserve to be fat shamed. <laughs> Steven Seagal. Okay. No, anyway. Um, trivia for Steven. What if, you know, Steven... Um, well, Steven. Well, <laughs> okay. Here, here's one. Okay. What if, what if he killed somebody with a playing card and he said, <laughs> is, is this your card? I, I don't. I don't fully understand what you what you want me to die. <laughs> I, want, <laughs> I want you to type what if Steven killed somebody with a playing card and said, Is this your card? Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <clears throat> what if Steven killed someone with a playing card and said, Is this your card? Check these updates. Oh, we're getting warning. Oh. <laughs> so they don't like this one. Really? Yeah, I got a warning. It says, tr oh my God. <laughs> They're pissed. Oh. Tri trivia is not a place for questions. The trivia section is meant to record trivial facts, not questions. It is not a quiz. Please rephrase your question in the form of a statement. Um, I you know what I feel like. Uh, I feel like a uh, like a kid that was misbehaving, and my parents have yelled at me. I like. I don't. I. I like. I don't know how to be funny anymore. Like with regard to this, I this, it, this is on you now. What? Yeah, I've been. Uh, I've been. I've been scared out of this. I don't. I don't even know what to say anymore. Well, I just changed it to where it just says Stephen killed someone with a playing card and said, "Is this your card?" <laughs> All right. Never mind. I feel good again. I'm All now right. mad at I I'm now mad at IMDB trivia. Now this used to be to make fun of Steven. This is this this now to me is just just a, a vendetta against IMDB trivia. And Steven. Both of them. All right. Well I've submitted the update. Um we'll check back in if I remember so we can see if it's already been approved or denied. Last week's for Clementine, which is Steven Seagal bet that Clementine would be a huge blockbuster success in the United States and swore that if it wasn't, he'd never do another starring theatrical role again. That was approved. That's still up. Damn right. Um, let's do some sentencing. Let's, you know what? Let's give him the old sentence. All right. Into the Sun. We've agreed it's not like trash, but still not good. What are you thinking? Um... It's also still kind of trash. Yeah, it's, I mean, it is what it is. I, I I'm feeling like a um, a, like eleven years. Um, yeah. There are just so many fucking awful movies that we've seen. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. That this was just so like inoffensive and just like kind of lame, uh, and and you know like we've discussed like a little funny sometimes. Uh, it's fine. Eleven years. It, it, it's it's gonna be the closest I've I've gotten to a like glory age Seagal sentencing, uh, and, and probably since the fucking glory days. Um, so, and I th I think that that holds up. I think that this is about as the closest thing to a, a a movie of that quality that we've seen 
like since the turn of the millennium easily. Um, so 11 years for me. Hard for me to argue with it. Um, you know what? I'm going to just steal your sentencing. I'm going to double down and do another 11 years. Felt good. Hard to argue with. Yeah. He, it's just, I mean, it's like, it's still trash, but like, it's not nearly as bad as a lot of these movies we've seen recently. Like I said, um, action's pretty coherent. And that would be, that's something that like, again, is a compliment to any movie. Yeah, honestly. So that's going to make Steven's current total sentence, including the life sentence he already deserves, two consecutive life sentences and 1,790 years. I mean, at least he only had 22 of them from this movie. Yeah. Um, I mean, there it is, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be it. That's really Steven Destroy. How are you feeling? Oh, my God. RMDB trivia already got approved. Uh, We're invincible now. Steven the- killed someone with a playing card and said, is this your card? Oh my god! <laughs> We're invincible, dude. There's the, they can't touch us anymore. All right. Um, um, I mean, how yeah. are you feeling? Uh, you know, I'm uh, I'm buzzing after that IMDb trivia uh, victory that we just pulled off. Yeah, I'm I'm like buzzing after they got mad at us. I know, man. It was aggressive too. I didn't make a word of that up. It really said this is not a quiz. Yeah, um, you know, it's uh, it's whatever. Uh, I think that this this week was a pretty good one. You know, like like this movie, you know, wasn't that good. It was a little boring, but it was handleable. And like mm-hmm. the idea that well, idea we'll have a couple into the sun sprinkled in from here until the rest of eternity. <laughs> That's okay. There will be a few weeks that we can deal with. We can say, every time we put on a movie, we'll be like, you know, maybe this will be an Into the Sun. Maybe this will be something that I can just, like, stomach and then actually talk about on the podcast. And mm-hmm. uh, honestly, this movie was, like, kind of a best-case scenario in direct-to-DVD without it just being, like, a fucking shit show in, like, the good way. So I'd say that this week was was, was okay. Well, next week we're going to be talking Submerged. Which, based on um, the name, I think is going to be <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm I'm glad that we were really we were able to go full into the sun. Um, honestly, didn't expect to actually be able to do that, so that was nice. Made me feel a little bit renewed, a little bit um, reinvigorated, ready to dive into submerged next week. Um, maybe we'll have you know guests on the show that'll <laughs> give it some new life you know yeah. maybe someday somebody will want to be on our podcast yeah um because i i mean i don't know about you but like i i don't think i can just ask nolan to come on this show a third time i think we absolutely can and will but i don't think we can do it this soon <laughs> yeah no it has to be a little while that's that's true i i feel like I forget how fucking long we're going to be doing this for. And in like, like a couple of months when we're still like barely over halfway done, 
um, we could probably get him to come back again. Yeah, and I'll, um, you know, we'll see. You never know. Maybe you'll be tuning in, and we'll have a guest. We'll have called somebody to do it our show. Um, Mark. You never know. Mark. Mar- Mark. Mark. You get Mark on this show. Get Mark. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for Mark. sending emails to Stephen Destroy Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for the five stars. Thank you for the four stars. We'll take it. Yeah. Not not interested in anything else though, sorry. Yeah. Um Patreon.com slash talk film society. The actual website Talk Film Society. Don't think I've ever mentioned that on this podcast before, but there's a whole website. Um Dylan, you got anything? Um, shout out to uh, Michelle at uh, Downhill Media. Does art explain? Did our art for Stephen Destroy? Very nice lady. A uh, very good show that they do on YouTube. Please check it out. Downhill Media, <clears throat> uh, art explained on YouTube. All right. Anything else? Anything else that we need to talk about? <laughs> Is there anything we need to talk about? <laughs> yeah, but you know what, dude. We're going to have to do it off the air, off right. the record. Yeah. Um, you want to take us home? You want to bring it all bring it all in? Yeah, I can bring it all in. Um, yeah, uh, all the things James says. Uh, uh, thanks thanks very much. And uh, um, thanks for listening, motherfuckers. Why don't you take your lively chubby ass and get the fuck off my car? I'm starting to get scared. I'm starting to get scared. I guess that means I won't get to see you go through puberty.